Hello, everybody, and welcome to Molly Batman Club. I am Batman Muratori. And I am Batman Rutberg. And this is the Batman. Not a Batman the. or Batman, yeah. but a singular individual Batman who is played by Robert Pattinson or mm-hmm. Patton Robertson, whatever Robert it is. Pattinson. Okay. This is the latest installment in the Batman franchise, which I'm just going to say right off the bat before we talk about the movie. Yeah. I have seen so many Batman things at this point, just randomly. Mm -hmm. I'm not really a comic book fan or a DC fan or a Batman fan or anything, but just like because you go to the movies with friends or whatever, or sometimes they were big films, it's been like 30 years of seeing Batman. At this point... It's almost hard to watch a Batman movie and have an opinion about the movie because there's so much Batman crap in my head floating around that, like, I'm going to try my best to talk about this movie as the movie in isolation, but it's it's actually one of the only times I'm like, because it's like a struggle. Well, yeah. I didn't have to worry about it for Dune because I didn't read the book. Yeah. Like for Blade Runner, there's only two movie, right? Well, Whatever. I, but funny. you know, I was actually thinking about that during this movie too, because one of the things I kind of liked about it is it just started like Batman's already Batman or he's been for a little while. Right. They don't feel the need to do the origin story. They already yeah. know, like they know that you know who Batman is. Which is, I think, totally reasonable because, like, he's basically just, like, a modern mythological character at this point, right? Everybody knows the backstory and that, and you don't need to go into that again, right? Like, we don't need to see his parents get killed again. We don't need to see all that stuff. I kind of like that they just sort of, like, jump into it. The, everybody already knows about Batman. It's already, you know, he and Jim Gordon already have their relationship. It's already set up. I really kind of liked that because then it just let itself, it, it could just go from there. I liked that as well. I think in general I would say that I don't I don't even think that's a true thing because we know who Batman is. I just think that's a true thing about movies in general. Yeah. I I think like you only need to explain things that are relevant. And I think one of the problems that you see a lot of times with superhero movies is they feel like that's always an important thing, Mm -hmm. but it's only sometimes an important thing. Like, if it's important for this particular story to explain how this superhero became a superhero, that's fine. But it doesn't have to happen. So even if I didn't know who Batman Mm -hmm. was, I would say this movie made a good decision because it's just... They tell me enough about what happened to Bruce Wayne as a child to support the parts of the story where that matters, but they don't spend a ton of time on it for no reason, which I I like. Yeah, and like the number of times in movies we've seen that scene happen is like every Batman movie, right? Yes, that that, that as well. And so it's like, it was kind of nice to not have that. Yes, Um, that's an added bonus. But in general, I just think like it's the right decision for this movie either way because we just, that scene wouldn't really have added much, right? It wouldn't, so even if you just take out the fact that the audience already knows it, so it's at this point becoming kind of boring, Mm -hmm. I also just think this movie wouldn't have needed it. It wouldn't have added much to this movie in my opinion. Unless they were going to do something really interesting with it, I I don't see it being Mm -hmm. that relevant, right? Yeah. So I've actually read a pretty like big number of Batman. Like, unlike you, I'm kind of a Batman fan. Um, I've read a pretty yes. large number of Batman comics. I think I read basically all of the, like, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo run. Okay. I've obviously read, like, some of the older, more classic ones. And one of the things I really liked about this movie mm-hmm. is it felt like 
comic book Batman. Okay. Um, it was drawing pretty clearly, actually, from a lot of the comics in a way that okay. I like. When I think of like the Nolan Batman, he's not anything even close to like comic book Batman. It's I don't think he's trying to be. Tim Burton Batman wasn't either. No. Uh, this is uh, the first time yeah. I feel like when I watched, I was like, oh, this is Batman, and like. I, it's kind of funny too because at first I'm like everything's feels like pretty pretty good like the comics except Batman's character he's like a little emo and a little sad and like his relationship with Alfred was a little weird but yeah. I I actually really liked how by the end of the movie he kind of becomes that actual Batman cuz he's still okay. like early he's I think it said he'd only been doing it for 2 years right Yeah He's still like early pretty young Batman right Yeah and I kind of liked that seeing that growth of him where he doesn't actually, even though we don't see the origin, he starts out as like a kind of like a different character than who Batman actually ends up sort of being at his sort of peak. And by the end, he kind of has become a little bit more of like that character. Should it have been called Bat Young Adult? Yeah. Instead of Batman. Yeah. The Batman. The Bat but Young anyway, Adult. I just, I, I really appreciated seeing a Batman that felt a little bit more like the comics. Like, and there's so many like little things throughout that if you've read the comics, I think they were th- thinking about the Long Halloween. That I have read. I've read The Long Halloween. I've read The Killing Joke. I've read uh, the, I think the, what's the Frank Miller one that's like a, the Batman. Yeah. Where, where Batman and uh, Superman Superman and Green Arrow, they have like a thing that. Yeah. uh, That, that Mm -hmm. one. uh, So I have read some, but not being a huge comic book fan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mostly it. Like, I haven't read much of the yeah. Workaday Batman. Well, even, so... stuff, even stuff like, I'm pretty sure in, I think it's Zero Year, okay. which is Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Okay. Uh, I think, like, Gotham gets flooded in that, which happens in this movie. Um, there's just, like, there's okay, stu- so they, little things. They like, tried, tried um, to but, I, it. but it was just kind of refreshing. It was nice. And, it, and the other thing, too, is it just felt like a comic book. Like, I could have imagined this sequence of events just happening in a Batman okay. comic to be fair, probably a kind of mediocre Batman comic. Okay. But still, it felt like a Batman comic, and okay. I liked that about it. Yeah, I guess what I'd say about this movie is I, I was kind of expecting to have a stronger reaction to it than I did. Mm-hmm. I was expecting I would probably like strongly dislike this movie or something. Most of the time when I watch these superhero movies, I, I think they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like faint praise in a way, but I would say like I did not hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I was kind of just bored by this movie. I know that's a weird thing to say, yeah, but like yeah. really for for most of this movie I was really very bored. I have a lot of guesses as to why that was, mm-hmm. but I did not come out going wow that was terrible. I just came out going like I really just didn't care about this film. Yeah. Uh which was not the reaction I expected. Right. I expected this to be one of those movies that has like tons of plot that doesn't make sense and stupid action sequence or it mm-hmm. was not that at all yeah yeah uh it was more like a really lousy version of like la confidential or something and that was just not what i was expecting so i, I have positive and negative things to say about it but mostly i did not have a strong reaction to this movie what about you sounds like you didn't either i, I guess i but. think there was a as i just said i did actually have a pretty strong positive reaction to what i was just talking about like i like batman i've read a lot of the mm. comics I've never felt like that character has actually ever been in a movie. Yeah. Um, and for the first time, feeling that was actually really nice. Like, okay. I, throughout, I had lots of little moments where I was like, oh, you know, like, just kind of happy. Okay. But I also agree with you that it's, like, it's kind of boring and uh, and just kind of, like, the, the things that are happening are, like, eh, for the most part. Um, yeah. And I love, I really like the visuals. I think it looks 
great. There's some really nice looking shots yeah. in this. Gotham, like it feels like a different place. Like Nolan Batman movies just feel like Chicago or wherever because that's where they were filmed. Okay. But this actually feels like Gotham. Like it's it's like its own city that yeah. it's like a little New Yorky, but it's also like heightened and kind of like weird and, and larger than life and like you know what I mean? It feels like a comic book world. And I really yeah. liked that. I, I would say that so Joker which we haven't done a movie club mm-hmm. was by far the best superhero movie. Uh, not by far the best super. By far the best looking superhero movie yeah. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. By far, yeah. like it's not even close. But I would say this one's kind of a distant second. It's it was definitely it after really if you took Joker out of the mix, this was definitely the best looking superhero movie. I had a lot of scenes where I went like that was a really nice like yeah. what they did there was really there's nice a, looking. There's they one. had great balance like this movie manages to get like that bleak comic book feel yes. that's kind of like the way DC movies kind of are supposed to look but without the like crappy monochromatic muddy garbage frames of like the Zack Snyder stuff right. without the sort of like a little too realistic doesn't really feel like a comic problem of the Christopher Nolan stuff without the like gaudy like bright kind of I, I don't like this frame looking stuff of the Marvel stuff like it it, it really hit a nice center be, yes. and it, it never got as good as Joker because Joker's kind of like I don't know what they were on when they made that movie it was <laughs> like the visuals are just incredible but this movie was you know kind of way up there. It and great. Uh, so yeah. whatever they were doing, I hope they keep doing that because for for me, that was really mostly what saved the movie too. Like yeah. I would have probably been totally checked out of this movie if it hadn't been for like, they just kept shooting really nice looking shots. Every few shots yes. I'd see one. I was like, oh, that looks great. Yeah, I agree. I do uh, think that's, that's definitely the thing that keeps your interest the most throughout yeah. the movie. The scene that I liked, the, it's a short little moment that I, just in talking about filmmaking and the visuals. Mm-hmm. There's a scene toward the end where he it comes down a hallway mm-hmm. and it's dark mm-hmm. and there's men with machine guns. Oh yeah, that was great. It's, it's beautiful. like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was it beautiful. Was so good. And like it's only lit when they're firing the machine guns yes. and it it's just that I mean it, I was like my mind was like a little bit blown. I'm like that's so good. Well, it it, it was it was great for many reasons. One is First of all, it was framed beautifully. They left a lot of margin around the frame. Mm -hmm. So it had this nice feel of being inset like a comic book. And it was still frames like Like a comic book, right? And so it it not only created a beautiful image, but it like created a beautiful image that it that serves almost an artistic purpose. Like it reminds you of the source material Mm -hmm. in a way that's hard to think of exactly how you do. There's different times people have done this. Like, for example, uh, in in, uh, Unbreakable, the the M. Night Shyamalan Mm -hmm. movie, they do some things where they shoot through windows that Mm -hmm. look like comic book panels kind of stuff. And it's like, fine. This was one of the coolest things I've ever done where it was like, oh, that kind of makes it look like a comic still frame yeah, yeah. in a really cool it was, way. It was so creative and it it looked yeah. visually just so good. Very striking. Yeah. One of the things I enjoy about superhero movies is that thrill, that feeling you get in your chest when when the hero comes into the sh- the frame. Okay. And yeah. there's there's multiple times too where they do a really nice introduction kind of. Like the first time you see him, it's great. Like I love the whole beginning of this movie where the criminals are like looking in the shadows and yeah. and are afraid of him and um when he finally like comes out of that shadow for the first first time like it's really satisfying um and there's other times in the movie too like i love I, when he uh, during the last scene 
in the Gotham Square Garden or whatever, when he like explodes the roof and like comes in, you get that feeling that like superhero arrival kind of feeling. So it's kind of nice that you can still get that with a movie that's sort of like dark and toned down. Um, like it, it, I think it does a really nice job of like portraying Batman as like kind of this messed up weirdo, but also heroic and it was just yeah it was nice that they were able to still get a few of those good like superhero moments i would say that uh the when, speaking of the the opening scene it kind of brings up like one of my complaints about this movie is i hated the voiceover a lot yeah uh and the opening scene i think i would have liked it but i kind of didn't like if they had just cut out the voiceover mm-hmm. because basically like one of the problems is if you have voiceover that tells you the same thing as the film yeah. it annoys me it feels pedantic and like coddling and so to me a lot of that opening sh- stuff mm-hmm. would have been good if they hadn't had the voiceover mm-hmm. but with the voiceover it felt kind of lame. I think if you I, just took yeah. the voiceover out and you were showing that when the bat symbol comes up all the criminals change their behavior, I think I would have been really thumbs up. But because they like had l- poorly written pedantic voiceover over it, it really ruined that scene for me. Mm. So I would say again in that shot's almost a, a you could almost say that shot's like a microcosm of how I feel about this film. Mm-hmm. The visuals were working very well. The writing sucked. Yeah, and that's how how I feel about this film is like yeah. a lot of times what's what's on the screen if I put my fingers in my ears is pretty cool. If I take my fingers out of my ears, it's just garbage. I feel like this is one of the reasons it felt like a comic book to me too. Is like a lot of the times. Comic book writing is, is just, bad. Is, yeah. yeah, like the plots yeah. are just kind of like not that great, uh, and the dialogue's not good either. And that was yeah, true in this as um, well. But I've read, I've, I've, there's a decent amount of Batman stuff that I've read that's just like, yeah, yeah it's not good. Um, and so, but that almost made it feel like it just it felt like reading a comic because even that included almost. Do you know what I mean? I do, but the problem is the comic comic writing just doesn't work. At least for in my opinion, it, it reminds me a lot of so when there was a transition. In this is sort of an aside, but it's it mirrors it very closely mm-hmm. for me. When there was a transition in video games to spoken, mm-hmm. so you know we there was kind of like almost like a talkies change that mm. happened, where video games did not have uh, the ability to have people act like actually say voice lines, and then they did, and uh, like some I, I remember very specifically writers at Looking Glass having to redo a bunch of stuff because they were like we. We had written it the way we used to write it when you just read it on screen. Right, right, right. And when that came out of actors' mouths, it was terrible, right? Which is kind of somewhat predictable, maybe, but if you've never gone through it, you might not realize that. I feel like, to me, the comic book stuff is the same way. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this might work in a comic, but it doesn't work for me yeah. in a movie. Well, when people are actually saying it to each other, it feels really weird. Yeah, and I think even even something like the opening, uh, you know, one of the... One of the big things that comics do is they have like little voiceover, a little narration, narration bubbles. Boxes. Like Batman, yeah. Batman has tons of these. Like yep. it's very common in Batman to have his sort of internal monologue. Yeah. And so you know, there's a part of me that's like, no, that feels like pretty authentically Batman to have like that Absolutely. narration because comics do. Absolutely. Um, it just to me, it doesn't make sense in a movie. The yeah. reason those boxes are there in a comic is because well. Sometimes it's just because they're lazy, but other times it's because, well, a comic 
doesn't have animation to show you something. Mm -hmm. So it can be too many. Sometimes it might take too many panels for them to like show you something. And they're, you know, these things have to be 31 pages or whatever. Yeah, I think Batman in particular, too, it tends to be a very wordy comic because, you know, there's a lot going on in your head when you're Batman, right? You're usually alone, like looking at evidence and stuff. It's like, you know, and and he's a very like uh, sort of intellectual kind of I think I think I do think this Batman is a little stupider than comic Batman, but I also think he's young. Maybe he, you know, he's just a little bit. Yeah, um, he sounds dumber than he is. Like yeah. he gets riddles really quickly and stuff in this. Yeah, like, I liked. I kind of. So he wasn't acting that dumb, but he sounds really dumb, which are not yeah. the same thing necessarily. Yeah. No, no. And I did. I do think in general one of the reasons I liked this Batman more than like like the Nolan Batman. One of my big complaints with that movie as a Batman movie is it's just like. Like, Batman is really smart. Like, that's kind of his thing. More so than he's strong. He's obviously very strong and he can beat people up. And But he's always, you know, it's the gadgets. It's the detective right. sleuthing. He's very right. intelligent. Like, that's right. sort of what I think is actually really appealing He's the world's Batman. greatest detective, Anna. Yes, actually. I mean, that's the that's the character. And no movie has ever leaned into the, like, the, the intelligent side of Batman. And this one got closer. I still don't feel like he's quite there, but at the same time, I also feel like this movie is is young. It's young kind of emo Batman. Like, he's very, yes. he's kind of like angsty teen. Oh, I mean, he's not a teen, I think, but, you know, he's got that energy. He's he's very, like, angsty. Well, Robert Pattinson also kind of looks boyish. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. look like a very, like, manly son. Mm-hmm. He looks like kind of more of a, like an emo teen, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So they clearly were casting that way as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have gone and gotten a grizzled fellow mm-hmm. for this, and they didn't. So I think, like you said... I think they were trying to portray Batman early. Like they weren't, yeah. they were, th- that, it seems like that wasn't an accident. Well, and as I say, right? by the end of the movie, I kind of, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Like they're kind of, they're kind of showing his growth. Because I mean, the way he was interacting yeah. with Alfred at first, I was like, why, why are you being mean to Alfred? Like that relationship between, you know, Batman and, and Alfred is like very, it's like a father son relationship. It's a very sweet relationship. And then throughout this movie, you kind of realize that he comes to see that. And he, he you know, yeah. he, he, and I was like, okay, so we're actually seeing him, we're seeing his growth of him becoming more the character that he eventually is. And by the end, when he's like saving people and he becomes more a beacon of hope than fear too, I was like, that's a really nice kind of shift um, as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a shift, but it, I don't know that it worked super well. Like, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about in terms of why I didn't really get that into this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where to start, but maybe since you brought up Alfred, I wanted to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. So I do think this movie has a bit of a problem on the Alfred front mm-hmm. if we're just talking about this as a movie. Yeah. And again, it's it's hard to say how you should assess a movie like this because sort of like you said, if you went into this going, I want to see something that is as faithful to a Batman comic as it can be, then your metrics for what makes a good decision are going to be different than if you yeah. if you go into this going, I want to make the best possible movie. Because mm-hmm. those are completely at odds, in my opinion, right? Like, there are a number of things you would yeah. do very differently if your goal was to make a great film yeah. than it is if you want to stay as true as possible. Like you said, the voiceover... You may want to put something like that in to make it feel more like a comic, but that makes a much worse film, in my opinion. So, right, you right. Know, I, no, I, right. I think, it, yeah, I agree. It's like a tough balance if you're it's trying. You're trying to t- stay true to it's just what you want to do. What do you want to do? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And so, I can't assess the 
I mean, in some you ways, know. I think no, the, you know, the Nolan Batman's is someone saying like, "I'm going to do what I want to do." Same with Tim Burton. Same with Tim Burton. Yeah, and and yeah. and this was the this one definitely, you know, visually they definitely were trying to make a good movie. It looks great, but yeah, it looks fantastic, and I would say it doesn't necessarily look quote unquote like a comic in any over it doesn't feel like they made any concessions there but it doesn't not look like a comic no, I, so I mean, I, you know I, I don't know how to assess that in part in some ways uh, i think but, there are there are visual elements that make it feel a bit comic-y cuz comic you know especially like the style of like a dc comic is like heavy inking dark inking like you know which gives a silhouette kind of feel and there's lots of like really lovely shots of him standing kind of silhouetted against yes, a yes. really colorful sky yeah. and that feels comic booky to me yes yes definitely um but i guess i'm just saying those shots would have made perfect sense in, a in any other movie yes, so yes, yes. I didn't uh, what I'm trying to say is it, it's not like it didn't look like a comic book it's that it didn't ever feel like it was sacrificing something to look like yeah, a comic yes. book so you wouldn't really focus on that dichotomy here because it just looked great pretty much all the time and there wasn't a part where you're like oh, I wish they hadn't done that thing so uh, I guess what I was going to say about the Alfred thing yeah. is I did notice that part being weird yeah. in a way that I just I don't really understand and I you know the 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 way I would excuse it is oh they're just they're just saying like look this is this is Batman and we're not going to explain it so it's fine and maybe I'm okay with that but like one thing I noticed was the conversations between um Bruce and Alfred were hard on me like when they were being said it, it was just I was just really confused like about their relationship kind of or well because for example literally i could tell you the phrase that popped into my head Mm -hmm. so when they're having this discussion there's a scene that the one that i think i would focus on the most in terms of like trying to demonstrate what was going on in my head while i was watching these scenes is there once uh once he goes to talk to the mob boss guy and uh, the Bobox guy kind of sort of tells him a thing about his father, but it's not really just like half true. Mm-hmm. And he goes and confronts Alfred about it. Um, and they're having this discussion. The discussion they have is so hard to understand if you don't think of Alfred in a very unusual way. Like the phrase that keep coming to my head was like, dude, this guy's the fucking butler. <laughs> Like, what? Like, because he's like, why didn't you tell me about this? And you must have known about that. And like, uh, and and then he says something like, it was my job to teach you to fight. I'm like, since when is it a butler's job to teach someone to fight? Like, what are we talking about? And so I can kind of just in my head go like, well, I guess in the comics, Alfred is... Alfred is not a butler. He's super butler in the same... I, I don't know if that's true. He's like super butler, not butler... Just like Bat- Bruce Wayne is not Bruce Wayne, he's Batman. So it's like, he's super Alfred or whatever. Yeah, I- and then it's like, okay, the conversation makes sense. But just as a normal person who doesn't really think about Batman very often, listening to that conversation, I was like, what are we talking no, and about? I-, I do think actually Alfred, in terms of being like faithful to Batman or in a way that I like, Alfred was my biggest complaint in that oh, way. Because okay. I do think there is like a there is a version of Alfred that is kind of like badass, like ex-soldier or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, which is which sounds but, like I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. But, which sounds like what they were talking about in the movie. I, maybe I actually uh, per- I, don't know. I prefer like soft, gentle, fatherly okay. Alfred. Like I You like Michael Caine Alfred. I like Michael Caine Alfred, exactly. Um I think that's a really nice like you have Batman who's like cold and like hard and kind of emotionally closed off in a lot of ways. 
And to have Alfred also sort of feel that way, it doesn't like you really want that sort of mm-hmm. foil of like a gentle fatherly figure. Yeah. I think it brings out some of the best in Batman. Like, yeah, in the yeah. comics, too, like Batman is I mean, it ends up having like the Bat family, right? He's got like Robin and Batgirl and all these other characters in his little circle. And I actually think that's a really nice dynamic for him. Like okay. he's always portrayed as this like emo loner weirdo. But in the comics, he's not necessarily that entirely. Okay. And, and I think Alfred helps bring that out. You okay. know what I mean? That part of him. And like, I think it's like, that was my one thing with the this Batman where I was like, eh. You know, I like, I, I don't think, I think it's a, it's a worse foil for Batman to have Alfred also be just like this hardened kind of guy. I agree with that. I hadn't really thought about that aspect of it much. Uh, but I, I would agree. I think I would have liked that better too be- because he's portrayed as such a like pouty teen Right. In this movie, having someone there who's not that way would have would have helped for sure. Yeah, because I think you could still um, have him be really good at solving like the the. Well, that would make sense. Stuff. Like he does it with his crosswords in the morning yeah, or whatever, exactly. right? Um, um, so and yeah. like, there's no problem. You know, superhero movies always have everybody's a little bit better than better they should at, be. Yeah. yeah, at stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's totally reasonable. But yeah, I think I think that would be also like my separately from the fact that the stories the plots just kind of dull. Um, in terms of like some some of the more like meaty emotional whatever stuff, like I think they there was sort of a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Um, because when you just, it, that relationship never really feels like good, you know. I agree, and and I think part of the problem. So one of the things <clears throat> that I'm surprised you haven't commented on, although maybe uh, it oddly enough happened to me and not you for some reason, <laughs> is this movie is not very emotional. Um, like, no. I just didn't, like, I didn't really care about Alfred at all. Like, he gets blown up in this movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know, okay, I mean. No, I, I agree. Um, And I, I think what you're suggesting, if they had taken more time to develop that and had Alfred been a, been a very distinct character with differences to Batman and, and so on, that probably would have helped if we just spent more time on that and had a clearer idea of how that was working, Mm -hmm. then maybe that would have been a more emotional part of the film that would have helped give you something to latch on to. I think it's like, they don't Um, even need to have really done much differently. Like, you know, you have Batman come into the the Batcave. First of all, love the look of the Batcave. Felt straight out of the comic as well. It was really satisfying when he first gets back. Okay. But yeah, you know, Alfred just wants to try to care for him and dote on him and and he he's not you know he's like go you know yeah. like you can still have batman be his like emo little self in this being like trying to push alfred away but alfred if, if alfred came across as like a more caring kind of yeah. fatherly figure i think i don't think you would have need to even give him much more screen time i think you would have felt something when he was attacked i think it's the characterization so uh I'm not sure where we should go from here. There's a bunch of things I think yeah. we should talk about. I don't know if you have specific things you want to talk about, but yeah, I mean, if you if you you got a list, you got a list there, so go ahead. I, I I do. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is I want to talk about Batman as a character mm-hmm. because I think fundamentally I agree with you. I haven't had as much experience with the actual Batman as you have. Yeah, but I have read a bunch of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, and I kind of want to say something about Batman now that is probably not going to be a popular opinion, but I just, this is my take on Batman. Sure. I think Batman is a dumb idea. <laughs> the reason I think Batman is a dumb idea is because if you think about what makes a great detective, 
There is no world in which someone who kind of doesn't have a way with words, isn't smooth, and dresses like a giant bat is ever going to solve any mystery. The interesting thing about great detective stories is that they have interesting personalities and they are good at talking with people and or being at the crime scene and like ingratiating themselves or doing something that you like to watch. And I think having Batman be a great detective in a comic might work okay because the way that that detecting plays out, mm-hmm. comics have very few words in them by comparison to like yeah. movies, right? So when you're watching a scene, it can just be like, oh, he's at the Batcave for five panels and he solved the mystery or whatever. And that works maybe in a comic. In a movie, it just sucks. Like that is not an interesting mystery to me is like some things on a screen and they flash by and then we like got the riddle or whatever. Like a, a great mystery is like is like Columbo or somebody, right? He goes to the crime scene and he's like, oh, hey, detective, like, how's it going? And, like, and he starts talking to like one of the suspects or whatever, right? And he's like, you know, there's just one thing I can't understand. You know, that's what makes a great detective mm-hmm. is you love to see them work the mystery. And the problem with Batman to me as a movie detective is that there's nothing interesting to watch him do. There's no interesting interplay with characters. There's no interesting detecting. He doesn't have the Sherlock Holmes thing of like meticulously obsessing in a weird way about things where he's like, ah, Watson, like the carpet, you know, and like none of that happens. He doesn't even have a foil to talk to a lot of times. And this they tried to use Gordon. And it, I don't know, it didn't work. Yeah, the, the chemistry with Gordon, actually, if I had one more complaint, I do think uh, one thing, the Nolan ba- Nolan Batman movie, much better relationship between Batman and Gordon and much better relationship with the Batman and Alfred. This, the Gordon, Gordon was like weird in this movie. It was a weird acting choice. I, I think that's the guy from Westworld, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? The oh. Like one of the lead scientist guys. Uh, yeah, it might be. I, I, it's been a long time since I saw I, Westworld. I, I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything before Westworld. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, uh, but I mean, it's been a long time since I watched Westworld. That's the only thing I've seen it. So I, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that same guy was in Westworld as like the lead scientist guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he doesn't have that really strange delivery in Westworld. So this that was like a distinct choice they were making for this film, and it it. It sounded just weird. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it didn't sound that out of place because Batman sounded weird in this yeah, too. Yeah. And so it's like, but b- between the two of them, they just, it wasn't fun to watch them solve this crime. It was just boring and uninteresting, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that maybe there's a way to do a Batman detective story that doesn't make me annoyed most of the time, but I doubt it. Mm. And so I just think as a character, Batman detective i don't see that working in a movie i really don't um Maybe. it's just it just doesn't work yeah, very well i mean i think this is another thing about the comics with the voiceover bubbles you know a lot of like batman solving mysteries in the comics involves his internal monologue um because right is and because that doesn't play out you know well cuz yeah batman a lot of what he does is he sneaks around he can get into places that you know yeah. he can find evidence and um that's sort of the main way in which he kind of solves mysteries, right? Is he has this ability to kind of be wherever he can, yeah. you know, come out of the shadows and just be wherever he wants. And yeah, but a lot of it's like he has a he has an ongoing internal monologue. He's actually 
a very talky guy in his own head, <laughs> right? Um, and it's one of the things I, I, I think there's, in movies, there's often like this misunderstanding of Batman too. I think there's this urge to make him a lot more like brooding than he actually is. Then you don't get that impression as much in, I mean, depends on the comic, I think, who wrote it. But, um, but I, yeah, he's not nearly as like, silent and brooding as as I think the movies for some reason like to make him. Well, and there's things you could have done along those lines if you'd wanted to. I mean, first of all, this movie does well, have voiceover a, yeah. and well, then they and they didn't well, use this it is for another, that. This is another actually another great use for Alfred is you have them on a, a comm system basically right, and talking, Batman yeah. talks to Alfred. Um, well, even if which you is look another at, really common thing that happens in the comics. If you look at Sherlock Holmes, the new Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch. That yeah, they did, yeah. There you have Watson to talk to, and they still thought it was important to do these weird, like, they, like, invented a whole system, uh, a whole grammar for showing the detection process. And I don't know how much I liked that, per se, because I I haven't watched a lot of that, Sherlock, Mm -hmm. but, like, they were trying to figure out how to make crime investigation interesting to a viewer. Yes. And with Batman, it's like they didn't do anything. It yes, was just yeah. he walks around and the mystery kind of solves itself. Yes. And that's just not for a movie that is 90% that. Yeah. It just doesn't work well, for Well, I me. think this is this is <clears throat> often the biggest problem with Batman in the comics as well. Is I think it's very hard to write a satisfying mystery. I think it's like people really <clears throat> struggle with that. I think well, and it's like and so I often think that's one of the weaker part of Batman comics as well is like Coming up with the with the satisfying, uh, you know, series of events that Batman has to like discover and figure out, like that's hard. I think. <laughs> I I don't actually think it is uh, for the thing that I'm talking about. Okay. So so I 100% agree with you that interesting mysteries, when viewed from, you know, a mile up, uh, looking down, the bird's eye view. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're hard to come up with, to make and clever, right? To make yeah, clever. Yeah. 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 I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the workaday scene, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the great detectives, mm-hmm. Hercule Poirot, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mrs. Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, like any of these things. The mysteries are not necessarily great in all of these, right? Right. Even Sherlock Holmes, you go read the mysteries, eh, a lot of right, them. Right, right, right. Um, and... and uh, murder she wrote, I mean, or Ellery Queen, whatever, like, you know, all of these mysteries. Sure. A lot of times mysteries are not good. Right. But what they're doing, the reason these things are popular is it's the way they've come up with a way in which it's interesting to watch this person interact with the evidence and the suspects mm-hmm. so that you want to watch them do it. Right. That's the part I'm actually talking about. Yes, this movie also doesn't have a satisfying mystery, but... I'm not sure how much that matters. It matters in the if you want to make the greatest mystery movie of all time sense. It doesn't matter in the I want to make a watchable Batman sense. So to me, the problem is just grunty guy Mm -hmm. who walks around heavy footed. It just doesn't work. And another reason it doesn't work is it's laughable. When I watched this movie Mm -hmm. and the visuals are great. So it's not the production designer's fault. Right, right. When I watch a guy... In a, a giant six foot something guy, it looked like he was tall, He's tall compared yeah. to the other people. So I assume Batman's supposed to be tall. Yeah, yeah. A tall guy in a bat suit show up to investigate a crime scene. It's just silly. This is the best looking it could have been. Yeah. And it just 
I just thought it was ridiculous. I was like, this is just dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. and so again, like you couldn't have done it better than they did it visually. So it's not that it's just this idea for a character really fights detective as a, as a procedural experience Hmm. to me in the pot boiler sense, not in the, Oh, all the clues have to line up sense, which is a different thing. Yeah. No, I mean, that could be, that could be true. I probably don't totally agree. You like to see a giant bat investigate crimes, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It doesn't really bother me, but I can see what you're saying. Like, I I don't think it's totally, it's not unreasonable what you're saying or anything. I just don't, for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I mean, that's to me, one of the things I should say is, uh, you know, I'm saying all this, I'm reacting to it this way because this movie is structured it is structured exactly like L.A. Confidential right. or uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Well, Murder on the Orient Express because that all takes place in one place. But yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's structured like yeah. one of the uh, the ABC murders sure. would be a better example, right? Um, it's structured exactly like that. We go from scene to scene to scene getting yeah. a little breadcrumbs each each time. You know, it's, it's a pop thriller. Yeah. People have referenced Chinatown. This movie doesn't feel anything like Chinatown. No. But, you know... It, I see why you, know, you made that comparison. I think, I think honestly, for me, like my biggest issue with the movie is the boringness of the because, like, I kind of actually checked out me too. with the mystery. Totally, I was like, I kind of was just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't, at some point, I, I had lost. I, I mean, maybe this is partly the movie's fault, but I kind of was just like, I don't even know what he's what he's doing anymore, and I don't really care. Like, it didn't really matter. That was the thing. Is it like? I'm just going to watch him, like, look around for stuff and whatever happens next. Like, I, w- I kind of stopped engaging at all with, like, what is the what is this complex, like, situation between the, all of these, like, corrupt politicians and the mafia? You know, I mean, I was just like, eh, you know, eh, whatever. Like, I, I literally just checked out. I Me stopped too. trying to pay attention. I mean, I, I was still pay- trying to pay attention, but I didn't care. Right. Like, I, think, I just yeah. didn't care. And I, because I've, I've often, like, you know, we were talking about The Hunt for Red October recently. We talked a little bit about <laughs> how good that movie was. Yeah. At communicating, like, a yes. complex series of, like, plot events. Absolutely. And you always knew what was happening. And, um, I used to have, like, when I, when I would watch a movie, like, that does the thing that Batman was doing, where it's like, you know, a mystery that's sort of unfurling. And I'm just like, feel like I'm not understanding it. I would always think that that was, like, my fault, but I've <laughs> okay, kind of okay. come to realize that that's actually the movie's fault. Yeah, I mean, the the audience can only be expected to do so much work exactly. for procedural stuff. Right. This is not like, oh, you know, interpret this artistic, like, like Mul- what's Mulholland Drive about or whatever. Right, it's not right, right. that. No. This is just literally, literally like, like, what were the events exactly, of the movie supposed exactly. to be? Exactly. <laughs> right. And, like, and, you know, after you after um, see enough, like, stuff where... It's a com- it's a movie that's just as complex, if not more complex, like the Hunt for Red October's plot. But yes. I totally understood everything that was going on, yes. and I was like, okay, so I think like in this movie, they're just really failing to create anything interesting enough, or yeah. or yeah. communicate exactly what the importance of any of this is. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just it it, it never right. felt like <clears throat> any of the details that they were like revealing ever mattered. Really, they don't, and so. You know, if we were going to pick apart the mystery aspects of this, because I will say I am definitely a mystery fan. Yeah. Uh, in the way that you are a Batman fan, I'm yeah. a mystery fan. Yeah. yeah. So I can tell you all the things that are wrong with this on a mystery. And I'm scale. not. To be honest, I don't even know if it's but, really worth digging into that much because 
I, I no, I mean design wise, not not uh, minutia. I'm just saying design wise. Okay, yeah, but I mean even that, I just don't know because the fact that you just check out of it completely and your impression of the movie is the same means it didn't really even matter. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. design wise, there are things that are important to a mystery story right, right. that they don't do. So one of the things that's very important to a mystery story yep. is the person. So the the audience has to be interested in the solution to the mystery. Right, right, right. Right? One of the problems that's inherent in a serial killer movie is that you have to have some understanding of the fact, like, so if you're doing a serial killer mystery where you're going to have, like, okay, there's going to be regularly spaced murders Mm -hmm. and the detective is, look, you know, investigating these. The idea has to be that the detective is, if they can beat the clock, they can stop the next murder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's crucial. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you're just showing up to watch the murder and leave. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And this movie misses that point. Right. At no point do we actually believe that Batman is even trying to find the Riddler. Because mostly all he does is try to solve the Riddler's riddles. But obviously the Riddler's not going to put something in his riddles that lets Batman stop yeah. the next murder. Yeah. So at no somehow if you one of the weirdest things about this movie is Batman stops looking for any clues about wh- the murder. Yeah. Like he looks only he like gets the note, reads the note and that's it, right, right. He, yeah. Like he should be like, okay, where did he come from? How did he get in? Like, right, what right. was he doing well, at the time? A- you know, and it's just like it's so weird. You're like, the one thing that keeps the audience invested in a serial killer movie is trying to catch the serial killer before he strikes again. Batman never tries. Well, and that's I think that's why I say the Batman felt a little stupid in this movie, even though he yeah. was trying to solve it. Because like because of that, yeah. like he well, he didn't seem super motivated, like. No. And like, imagine how good this movie would be if you really did care. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah, if you're already kind of enjoying it just because it looks good and feels good, like the world feels really good to be in, like it looks great. And the mystery like was able to actually also yeah. be. I mean, this movie would be absolutely fantastic. This, right, and I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, you know, totally like right. what they needed in this is someone who knows how to write yeah. a mystery script. Yeah. And I don't mean big picture, because that actually doesn't have to be that good. I'd have complaints about it. I'd I'd be here complaining like, oh, you know, I, these things should have worked on that clue doesn't really work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the second order. That's like if you're trying to make a great mystery film. If yeah. you're just trying to make a passable mystery film, you just have to do these few things. Make sure the detective's yep. interested in anything. Make sure they're looking at this. Make sure the audience is invested in solving the clues. Yep. And yep. they didn't do any of them. No. They just had Batman walk around and grunt, and that just doesn't really work. They Not only did they do that, but they, they actively fought the premise. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things that was just absolutely bizarre. Like, if you look at it from this standpoint, they, they literally, like, went out of their way to tell you that Batman is not solving this crime. Yeah. Is at one point in the movie, uh, you may remember, like, he basically says something like, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the funeral because the Riddler might not be able to resist mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, if the idea of going to the funeral is that you want to see if the Riddler is mm-hmm. going to do something... Mm-hmm. Why would you go in plain clothes and stand in the funeral in a crowd? 
like you're not going to be able to see anything. Like Batman is supposed to be up in the eaves with like a freaking spyglass yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking for like anybody who looks suspicious in the crowd, mm-hmm. walking around the building looking to see if there was anything planted in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead, he's just like, "I'm going to go to the funeral and pay my respects." Or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. You're just like, that's not, you're obviously not really trying to stop the Riddler. What you're trying to do is participate in a scene that somebody wrote one way because that's the way they wanted the scene to go. Yeah, yeah. But you don't feel like the character really cares about solving the mystery because that's not what he would be doing. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're Batman and can just like, you know, materialize in uh, on a rafter, which is like, you know, Batman always just is up on a rafter for some reason. You yeah, don't know yeah, how he yeah. got there. He's just up there, right? <laughs> well, you cut yeah. to it and Batman's Bat- on the rafter. Bat- Batman's very right? good at, like... Getting to places that you, the nice yeah. thing about Batman is you never ask how he got somewhere. You're yeah, just he, like, he camped out overnight. I yeah, don't know. No, like you just totally <laughs> buy it, no matter what. Like yeah. he's he's there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm always buying that. He's there. So that, you know, for a character who literally, you know, just materializes in places, uh, it just doesn't make sense that you'd go as Bruce Wayne to this thing, you know. And again, uh, it would have made, in fact, the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Would have made a lot more sense here. He talks to people a little bit. Mm -hmm. He starts to do things, right? If he had gone in plain clothes because there was someone there he needed to talk to. He's like, I'm going to go to this funeral yep. because X will be there and I'm going to get some information out yeah, of him yeah, by yeah. pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the mystery part of this movie is the is by far the weakest part. The plot is the weakest part. You know, when you're when you're in this comic book world, you can come up with like crazy stuff. And this movie never does. I think they tried to keep it really like pretty much just like a classic noir kind of mystery. And and I, th- there's no reason f- to really hold yourself back quite like that and But it doesn't I, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but it none of that, it, it doesn't matter. You just have to make it so that this is an interesting detective. And if you can't do that, it doesn't matter what you do. It's going to be boring. Yeah. And so they had to solve that problem and they didn't solve that problem. And yeah. that is the problem with the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. They, all the rest, we could argue about minutia all day long right. later where we're like, okay, if, if they'd made it interesting... How good is this movie separately? Right. Yeah. But but at the baseline level, it's just no, it's this is not an interesting detective. Full stop. Yeah. So at that point, I don't care if he's in, you know, Bizarro land with weird stuff and Superman shows up to give him a hint. It still sucks because this guy just isn't interesting solving crimes. Mm-hmm. He just grunts a lot and that's it. And that's just he walks around and grunts a lot and that's it. Yeah. Um yeah. that's not an interesting detective. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's yes, not but, someone I want to watch investigate yeah, crime scenes for two hours. Maybe. But I also think that if the mystery itself was more interesting, that would have gone a long way to make the story more interesting. Like, I don't think it would have. Really? I do. No, I do. Because if your detective is a not interested in solving the crime, which is true. And B, not interesting when he does but, solve I mean, crimes. Part of that, who cares what the I mystery is? But I feel like is? part of that's just that the mystery wasn't very interesting. No. Like, the way they wrote it was just like, oh, the Riddler no. gives him these envelopes and he, like, tries to solve the cipher and that's about all he does. Like, I feel like they didn't just, they didn't write a mystery that gave him. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm. I'm, I'm adamantly no on that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This mystery was fine. It's a serial killer who kills multiple people in weird ways. I mean. You had less than that in Zodiac, and it was more interesting. I guess that's true. I, I mean, this true. this is plenty interesting as a mystery. They just failed to show anyone actually looking into it. Yeah. No, it, you, it, yeah. you know what? Actually, 
here's how I describe the Batman. Mm. You, 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 you brought it out of me. I, I didn't think of it myself. Oh, okay. The Batman is a detective story without a detective. That's what we watched. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the first time I think I've seen a detective story with no detective. And, and that's just kind of boring. It's yeah. very well made. It's a well-made detective story where you removed the detective. Yeah, and I think I think it's frustrating a little bit because it's they're trying they were trying to go down the Batman is a detective path. But um, they didn't put in the detective. Yeah, and yeah. and they they certainly did it more than like Nolan Batman. Like this one at least they thought they were going down. They were they, you know, they pretty clearly were like, okay, we're making the actual detective Batman who yes, solves mysteries. Yes. But I I think I I do agree where it's it's just like he's never it's probably the core of why earlier I called him like he's not that smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's not. Like he he's not like taking charge of this and solving anything. He's really just letting it happen and showing up after the fact. And, exactly. And yeah, like maybe solving a little riddle here or there, but that's not really solving a mystery. Um, so yeah, no, I think I, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, the core thing about detectives, right, is that stuff bugs them and they obsess over yeah, things, which right? Batman, like all these things. Which Batman totally does. Like that's that's so true to like comic And Batman. in this, it's just nope. like, you know, it's like uh, he kills the guy with a rug thing mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. with the rug puller, the, mm-hmm. you know, thing that you, right? Mm-hmm. And Batman, like, sees this thing, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't know what it is. He never tries to find out for the entire film. Yeah, until Guy randomly tells him at the end, yeah. World's greatest detective, what's the murder weapon? I don't know is the answer for three hours. Yeah, no, no, it's totally true. Uh, so this is why I say, like, it's a detective film without a detective. And that's very unsatisfying to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie probably would have been terrible if it wasn't for the fact that, like, they just did such a great job with everything that's on the screen. So it, it is definitely a movie that, you know, really carries, you know, the, the visual production team, mm-hmm. director and uh, cinematography and also, I think they just did an amazing job. They did, yes. And so it really, it doesn't end up being a bad movie. No. It, it ends up being very, uh, very visual and you like watching it. Yeah. But you're just bored the like, whole time. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's like being in an art gallery. It's, it's kind great of painting is very boring. It's kind of weird to say that, but I really enjoyed watching it and I was bored. Which is weird. I don't quite. Yeah. I don't quite understand what that means. No, it's like but, going to an art gallery. Yeah. Great paintings, really boring. That's just uh, you know, it's like that's that's what it was. It's it's the MoMA or whatever. Well, those aren't great paintings. It's uh, the Louvre, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's fun. You still you know you still enjoy going there. You, it is pretty boring, but the paintings are great. Yeah. No, it's true. Right? It's true. Part of the characterization here of like emo emo Batman is a little tough. Like emo guy to me, comes across as, like, no motivation and kind of, like, depressed. Yeah. And and so that's not a kind of guy who's just, like, can't sleep because he's, like, downstairs in the Batcave, like, trying to solve a mystery, right? I, um, I totally agree. Like and he, it, when you look at great uh, detectives, mm-hmm. their relationship to detection mm-hmm. is a crucial aspect. Sherlock Holmes does coke Right. When he doesn't have a mystery because his brain has nothing to obsess on. Yeah. Like, that's a great detective character. Yeah. It's You can see what's wrong with them yeah, yeah. that makes them obsess about these mysteries. Well, and I think, and you don't know why this yeah, kid's doing anything. No, and totally. And Batman is that way. I mean, the whole origin story of Batman and his parents being murdered and whatever, it's like he has this, like, unstoppable sort of drive. And I do think the Nolan Batman movies did have that thing of, like, He's extremely driven, right? That Batman is is always forward moving and like trying to like 
Yeah, um, except in the third one where it's the story is that he well, but that's doesn't. that's related. But that to the makes story. sense, right, 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 in that um, context. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I do think that's really important for the character, and it's definitely missing in this movie. So let's talk about some of the other things because yeah. we've we've harped on this long enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's just, just that's what I have to say. Is this detective movie without a detective is is how I think about this movie. I think that's why it's not very good, mm-hmm. but the visuals make it make up for that and so that when you watch it you're not having a terrible time yeah, yeah. right yep. that's the the big picture for me yes. like that's pretty much yeah, it yeah yeah on some of the other things that the movie tried to do um so there's there's sort of the the overall like theme of this movie mm-hmm. um or kind of when they were trying to go a little deeper which I don't think is a very good idea for a batman um one of the things they tried to do in this was basically say like look the idea of going around in a cape, uh, beating people up, mm-hmm. actually doesn't work that well in terms of like creating like a better society. Probably, yeah, yeah, right. Like in other words, the the difference between you and a villain is not actually sufficient in this case yeah. to really like work societally. Um, so you're probably gonna have to think of a different angle here, mm-hmm. like whatever that's gonna be, right? Now, we don't actually see what that is really in the movie. The fact that there's, like, the bat... At the end, he, like, tries to help people uh, out of, like, a wreckage. Um, It's kind of like Batman being more like Superman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I guess is fine. I don't really have a problem with that. I I don't care about DC Comics, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, that's not very Batman. Like, I don't know if it is. I don't care if it is. If we take all that out of the picture... What they were trying to show here is like, okay, Batman and the Riddler are actually very similar. Mm-hmm. The Riddler is actually sort of inspired by Batman in a way. Batman didn't really realize that. Mm-hmm. He realizes that sort of at the end mm-hmm. and decides to try to do something that shows that the Batman also is about like helping people. Well, yeah, because right? even at the beginning when he, uh, right, like he he comes out of the shadows that first scene and there's this gang beating up this guy. The guy runs and, away. And the guy is scared of him. The yes. guy he tried to save is scared of him. So, right. yeah, exactly, yeah. And so uh, I I kind of liked that mm-hmm. uh, as an attempt where they're like, okay, we're going to sort of have this thing yeah. that is trying to make the movie add up to a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the problem that you get with this sort of thing is that there isn't really the movie in general doesn't really have any content for that in it. It sort of just, like, happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And so one of the problems that you get with things like that, if you're thinking, it's it's the placard that goes next to the painting at the Louvre that says some crap. Did you say the Louvre? Louvre is pronunciation. Louvre. <laughs> uh, French <laughs> podcast listeners. Uh, how close am I? It's some, It would be something like, Louvre. Louvre. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm a little, pro- probably a little bit off there. My French pronunciation is not great, but it's it's like something like that. Louvre. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. We need to have a call-in version of the show sometimes yes. so the French uh, listeners can call in and I can try to repeat after them. Yes, Like yes. they can say it. They'll be like, Louvre. And I'll be like, Louvre. And they're like, no, 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 no. Louvre. And I'll be like, okay, Louvre. And they're like, you're not getting it, right? <laughs> We can we can try to get it better. We need to, we need to make this happen. 
anyway, what I was saying is that it's kind of like just when you have the placard next to the painting, it's like the painting is like a uh, like a gradient wash from like red to blue. Mm-hmm. And the, the placard's like... You can see the interpretation of the sunset bringing out the nuances of of dawn about the thing, and you're like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, 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 I realize that's what you claim this painting is about. The painting's not about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, like many of these movies, like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, although Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was worse because it actively was the opposite of what they said the movie was about. This movie isn't actively the opposite. It just isn't anything. Right, yeah. So they slapped a theme on top of it. But actually, very little in the movie wrestles with that theme. Right, right, yeah. So we watch a whole movie that's really not about that, and then we just, like, tack the theme on at the end. Mm-hmm. And to me, that felt kind of lazy. I guess, like, you know, I'll give you an E for effort or whatever, but it doesn't really, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there were some things in the movie that I thought they did that helped there. Uh, I don't know if this was overt or not. But I liked the idea, if it was intentional, right. of having Batman and the Riddler constantly looking at people through binoculars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and to the point where it's sometimes you're <clears throat> like, weren't sure which character was doing it. Like, that happened a couple times. Right. Yeah. That is like the one thing I can point to in the movie that felt like the movie was about the theme. Because you're showing that these two characters are the same to the audience. The right. audience can't tell the difference well, between the and Riddler the, and the, Batman. Well, right? the other interesting thing, too, um, is like they're both actually, in a way, fighting corruption and the villain. The, right, the true yes. villains of the story are actually the corrupt politicians and cops and right. the mafia people. Yes. And that's actually just who the Riddler is going after. So yes. it's they actually have the same enemy, right? And so... I liked that. Yeah. And right? the same view of the city. I mean, they both view it as this. this. Yes. I mean, the idea of like flooding it is just yes. like this place is just needs to be cleaned. Do you know what I mean? It yes. Needs to, yeah. So it's true. It's they're like the same. Exactly. And so I felt like that stuff kind of worked. Yeah. The problem is all the scenes in the movie, they don't have any. Yeah. It's not exploring this theme. So exactly. it's, it's a tacked on theme. The movie's not about the theme. So. I found it very hollow yeah, yeah. at the end because it's not – the rest of the content of the movie isn't no, in that I, I think hollow is a great way to describe it because there's no emotional anything in yeah. this movie and and no exploration of anything. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of it. Like I think that yes. – yes. it's, it's – you know, just talking about it now, it's kind of frustrating because the pieces are absolutely there um, for something, right? Yeah, oh. and it, if they just uh, had – focused more on saying what are if we want to make a th- if this is something i really want to express right. like like let's suppose they were trying to be more artistic about it and they said i want to express the concept that batman and the villain are the same mm-hmm. so let me create a bunch of scenes that show how that is true and not true yeah. like what are all the aspects of it right mm-hmm. and like i said there's a couple places that feel like they maybe did that and, and it, maybe it was just unintentional that they're both looking through binoculars. I don't know. But most of the scenes are just very procedural. Mm-hmm. The content of the scene is just, hey, there's a severed thumb with a 
you know, that opens a thumb drive or whatever. It's not, that's not really about, you know, Batman doesn't cut off someone's thumb. If he did, suddenly this is a theme that's showing, this is a thing that's showing a similarity between them or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's not really, it just doesn't really talk about that at all. It's just the guy cut off a thumb because it has, you need the thumb to open the drive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I, it, think, right? I do think this movie um, is kind of fails to explore anything. Yeah. Really at all. Yeah. And, and again, uh, that binoculars thing is, again, if you, it's a nonverbal kind of non-plot yeah, yeah. thing. It's a visual thing, yeah. Which is what this movie excels at. Yeah. So even the things in the theme that work yeah. are visual But I do things. think, you know, and especially consi- talking about Dune a couple weeks ago, mm. talking about like experiential movies, right. this for me is is oh yeah really great experiential Absolutely. movie. Everything from the, I actually thought the music was pretty effective in this movie. Um, I. It's not amazing. I have a complaint about the music that we'll talk about. Yeah, separately. I, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you. It's not like good, good. Like you'd never go buy this score and listen to it or something. But there's a few times where it comes in. I think is actually kind of effective. And just like the yeah, the whole experience, the way this movie feels is it feels really good. It feels like you've been transported to another place. Yep. It feels like like Gotham is a yep. real place that yep. actually exists. Yep. That is not a that is not just New York or Chicago. It's not a place we know from our world. It's like this otherworldly like city. Yeah. So the the entire like experience of this movie is fantastic. And I think that also gives a clue to like options this movie had. Yeah. I think one of the things that's unfortunate about this movie is it lands in the middle yeah. of two types of films we could have made. Yeah. One is more artistic and experiential. That is, you know, it's like Blade Runner, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. we're just in Gotham City. Yep. I'm not, tr- I'm trying to express some intangible thing about this experience and we just let the screenwriter and the director do that. Yeah. And we're not, it doesn't have to be a big story that's complicated right, or whatever, right, right. right? Yep. And the other one is the meticulously plotted very mental, very intellectual yeah, yeah. series like cerebral, of creative events that yeah, we yeah. all like are clever and interesting and build yep. to something, right? Yep. And the problem is they like they landed right in the middle. Yes. They yes. didn't go all the way towards just like this is, you know, uh 2001 Batman edition. And they didn't go all the way towards like LA Confidential or exactly. whatever trying to be, right? Yep. They landed right in the middle yep. of like we're nothing. Like, we we didn't get enough of either to really make that be the greatness of this movie, so we're just kind of mediocre, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unfortunate, right? Because either direction, they could have broke either direction, but they, they couldn't yeah. do it, no, right? I think, I think that's a pretty pretty good characterization of the movie. Um, but luckily, I do think the experiential part of it works well enough that it keeps you, in, it keeps you interested. It prevents and... it from being a bad movie. Exactly. That's what it does. Exactly. It, it, it kept the minimum floor that this yeah. movie ever hits yep. from ever being low enough that you're just like, this sucks. Yep. It never happens. Let's talk about a couple other things uh, because that we haven't talked about but that are in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will say that Paul Dano as the Riddler, mm-hmm. I would say I'm even split on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was just Paul Dano, mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty good. Yes, yes. When he was duct tape man, I thought he was kind of annoying yeah, and I lousy. Had, I had the same reaction. Like when that, um, like, th- that kind of last scene – where he's at Arkham and yes. Batman's talking to him. Yes. He feels, you know, it felt like Mindhunter or something. Like yes. he felt like actually just like a serial killer. Yes. Um, I, I thought, so I have a lot of thoughts about mm-hmm. about the Riddler character in this. 
So, uh, I guess my biggest complaint about the Riddler character is that I feel like this movie does not motivate the ending at all. Mm -hmm. It feels like, in many ways, the ending feels tacked on to this movie and probably just shouldn't have been there. The ending of the flooding? Yeah. Yeah, because it's... it's it this comes is, out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It doesn't fit the character at all. Um, and he, at, at no point in this movie has he done anything even remotely close like to that, that kind of thing. Or like, indicated that he would be interested in doing yeah, something like he's that. Always, his is very much about like targeting individual corrupt people. And the people that he's harming by flooding the city are all citizens like him. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't make sense. The motivation's confused. I mean, obviously he's supposed to be insane, so, you know, maybe he just is. But are falling back on the fact that the character's insane, so that's why he does something, is not satisfying for an audience. Right. So it may be... Especially pl- when he has been pretty consistent When he has been pretty consistent, it's plausible... It's just not satisfying, right? Right is right, the problem, right, and right. you know this is a this is a superhero movie, so mm-hmm. this isn't a slice of life Batman. So <laughs> plausible is not really good enough right, as an right, argument right, right. for me in this kind of scene. And uh, same with his little, uh, you know, uh, militia guy, you know, school shooter militia guys or whatever. Right? I get that maybe that was something they thought was interesting from like a social commentary perspective. Doesn't fit the movie at all. Mm-hmm. It felt completely out of left field. I. Uh, I don't even know if that's something that would fit the Riddler's character either. But uh, separate from that, which might be a comic book complaint, but I don't really have because I don't know the comics. It just felt completely out of place in this in this movie and not riddle like. Uh, There was nothing puzzly about this at all Mm -hmm. other than he hid it under his rug. Like one of the things that's sucks about the Riddler in this throughout the whole thing is the riddles don't really make sense from the perspective of the Riddler. Like the Riddler in the characterization of the Riddler in this film, which I think is fine is that he's somebody who's kind of like a loner misfit guy Mm -hmm. who can is trying to communicate with Batman through riddles in earnest. Right. Right? Now, he's not going to necessarily be great at that because he's kind of a crazy, insane person. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we don't expect it to make perfect sense mm-hmm. how he's doing this or why. But we're supposed to believe that he's legitimately sending letters to Batman because he wants to communicate with them. Right. Right? Like the guy who shot Ronald Reagan because he wanted to get Jodie Foster's attention or whatever that kind right, of thing. Right. That's what I'm thinking in my head, right? It's like somebody who's tr- doing something for the attention of someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm supposed to believe that these riddles are there, are his way, a cry for help, you know, in a way. But the riddles don't really read that way to me. Hmm. Why would you kill someone with a rug pulling device and then hide the thing you want the Batman to see under your rug in your apartment? Eh? No, I, it just doesn't make yeah, sense, yeah. right? So, it's I just, think... it doesn't, it, it, it it, it's not in a plot minutiae sense. I mean, all this stuff is ridiculous in a plot minutiae sense, but I'm not going there because the no, detective no. story wasn't interesting. I'm just saying to to make me feel that thing about the Riddler, that he's trying to communicate with the Batman, do that. Don't make a stupid, weird riddle that no one would ever solve think, and it's just dumb. I, I just, feel like do Concentrate on the story for part. Me, yeah, for you know? me, all of this just felt like Weak writing, like I, all, the, it was. It, like all, because that's it why was. I keep coming back to in my brain where I was like, 
well, writing a mystery is hard. Like it was this just isn't the mystery no, part. No, I understand yeah, that, yeah. but it all just kind of fed together to me okay. where I was just like, yeah, they're not up to this task. No, they weren't. And that's why I shut my brain down. Like I actually kind of stopped engaging with a lot of that stuff because I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Like this is not going to be satisfying if you're if you're looking for satisfying from from the plot, from the story story. Like because uh, it's just not there. It's just not there. And uh, I so I totally agree. It's like they weren't up to the task. I think they pretty clearly liked a lot of things like they liked some of the Batman comics. They liked some of these, uh, you know, like Chinatown or Michael Mann kind of like movies. They like they're they're so clearly drawing inspiration from stuff that they liked. But I just don't I don't think they were really able to pull off like a script that got even close to really working. And yeah, and if these riddles are like a cry for help from the sky, basically, mm-hmm. like I want to meet Batman and yeah. I, right? I think I'm like Batman and we would work together or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Just do that. Just make the riddles have been that. Like all the riddles, like mm-hmm. all five riddles or whatever, however many there were, were all actually just to tell the Batman to meet the Riddler somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when he gets the fifth one, it finally says where he, like, don't make it be like he walks down the the alley and someone sees him and radios up to the police officer to tell Batman yeah, where no, the Riddler was. No, what know, the hell are I you know, talking about? I think that's one of the most so unsatisfying. One of the most frustrating things right? about the movie is definitely that thing of like Batman never figures anything no, out. He's terrible. And like, it's really unsatisfying. Um, you never get one of those moments, those aha kind of moments that's like, quintessential part of mysteries yeah. you never get that ever yeah bumbling you always, batman you always just feel like you're just along for the ride it doesn't feel like you're watching a mystery in, at any point it, and there are many ways you could have done this to like if you know like you were saying is if the idea let's say one of our bigger bigger ideas that we wanted in here mm-hmm. uh in terms of structuring the story is we wanted to make it so that you felt like you were seeing batman get better at being a detective so maybe we don't want to start the movie with him being a mm-hmm. great detective. We want to end the movie with the suggestion that he is learning to be mm-hmm. the world's greatest detective, and that's our series. We're going to make, you know, the Batman, a Batman, and Batman, and but Batman, or whatever, <laughs> uh, and also Batman, or whatever, <laughs> is the series. We've got this three-series thing, three-movie series, but we're going we're gonna to really lean into mm-hmm. indefinite articles and prepositions and Batman, or yes. whatever. Then what you do is you have each riddle be like a riddle that is, if you solved it in time, you could prevent the next killing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he finally, the f- by the fifth one, he does solve it. And it's like the first couple he doesn't, and he's trying really hard, but he can't quite do it, right? And the fifth one, he finally solves it. And the Riddler is there, like has been watching him or whatever. And that's when they have their meeting so that you feel like, oh, he got better at being a detective. He sucked at it at first, and he finally got it. I mean, maybe something, you, but you don't right? even need that. You just need him to be actively solving a mystery. That's really all. That's the simple. I'm just saying, as it if, if if you, I'm just trying to say is there's ways you could have done this if what you wanted was for him to be lousy at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel like he's lousy at it. It just no, feels like he doesn't care. No, what it feels right? like is yeah. that the writers are lousy at it. Yeah. <laughs> Like the writers, <laughs> the writers wanted Batman to be solving a mystery, but the writers don't know how to solve a mystery. Oh, very that's good. what it feels like. Oh, Anna Redberg. I'm just saying, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a couple other things. Uh, one is on the music. I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I actually had struggled with the music a lot. 
because yeah. it has that part from Mars to like dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been accultured to hear that as dun 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 because I've heard Star Wars so many times. Oh, that it doesn't have the completion of the phrase. Every time took me out of the movie. That's so weird. Okay. That's Every you- time I heard <laughs> dun, 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 and then nothing after it, because that, that was it. That yeah, was the yeah, whole yeah. phrase they used. It's a four-note like, motif thing. Uh, which I think is from Mars, right? Isn't that basically uh, from Mars? I guess it's not quite no. that. St- it's the, only Star Wars has it, I think, in that rhythm. Um, yeah, well, the, the, you were talking about the ending of Mars, which is like... Yeah. This is not really... Anything in particular. Pulling yeah. specifically from, yeah. like, there's times in Star Wars where it's just straight up straight pulling up, out yeah, of, like, yeah. different classical pieces. Yeah, yeah. This is not doing that. It's not particularly, like, interesting. But yeah. I think it I think it works. Uh, I think it works. I, don't I know. couldn't handle it because every time, and that, mo- that, it's not motif, that phrase shows up so many times, this movie. Every time it showed up, it took me out of the movie because I was like, wait, where's the rest of the, oh, right, it's not that song. Okay, back. Every time. That's, that's, and it happened over and over <laughs> and weird. over because my brain constantly was looking for that completion and never got it. And I was like, ah, ah. That's funny. Ah. Yeah, I didn't have that problem with uh, it. I mean, so, I don't I don't think it's a particularly good score. No, it's not. But it's not awful or anything either. I think it, you know. It wouldn't have been awful if it wasn't for that. But for me, it actually was awful. Very distracting. That's so strange. Because I could okay. not handle the fact that it was the first part of a phrase that I've heard so many times and then not the second part. All right. right? Well, that's I def- definitely did not have that problem with I it. I did. But that's interesting. I really did. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, because, yeah, I think minutia in this movie is not interesting because there's so many high-level problems to the writing that it's not worth... Yeah, there's no point. The lower-level stuff yeah, doesn't yeah. matter because you you had to rip out the whole thing, basically, and redo it. Tear up the carpet. Uh, to, you had to tear up, up the carpet and the re- carpet. relay it if you wanted to actually fix it. So I'm going to ignore all the minutia. Yeah, please. please and do. just say uh, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about Catwoman. We haven't talked about Catwoman. And I guess what I'd say about Catwoman is... At first, I thought Catwoman was going to be interesting because they did sort of a nice job of, like, explaining why she was involved. Like, it was like, okay, like, her roommate was uh, first disappeared, but then mur- would then we know murdered by, you know, the mm-hmm. same sort of people who Batman's sort of looking into. It doesn't really have anything to do with the Riddler, but it does have to do with, like, the people the Riddler are looking mm-hmm. into as well. So it makes sense why she's around. Like, yeah. she didn't just, like, show up for no reason, which happens sometimes in these things. But she's kind of just, like, almost a cameo character. She kind of just, like, shows up, does a little bit, mm-hmm. and then leaves. And it doesn't feel like she's actually, like, an active character in the movie in a kind of unsatisfying way. Mm-hmm. I would have, for a three-hour movie that has so many boring scenes in it, I feel like if you were going to do what they were doing in this and have Catwoman be a more active thing, I would have vastly preferred the L.A. Confidential approach of we just sometimes we follow Catwoman. Mm, okay. It's just it's a multi-character movie now. Yeah, like, yeah right? at three hours, at three hour runtime. At you three hour runtime, yeah. you had plenty of room to do this. But instead, I was sitting there watching boring crap of of uh, Batman and Commissioner Gordon walking through a garage. Like, that was a scene that you thought needed to be in this movie. It didn't. <laughs> Whereas something where we get to see uh, Catwoman do so- some stuff on her own. She's independently pursuing this thing. She's cat burglaring around, stealing crap. Much better movie to me. 
Yeah, um, yeah, because I think I think she was a really good Catwoman. She looks the part really. She well. looks like Catwoman. Um, the actress was good. Yeah. I don't really know Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. I don't know Lenny anything Kravitz's about her daughter. Um, I think I think she's a a really good Catwoman. She she's very much like that character. Like uh, Anne Hathaway, Catwoman was not like Catwoman. You no, know? Anne Hathaway is not a Catwoman. No, she's um, too she's too like pure or something i don't know there's like a darkness and a you don't really believe anne hathaway would steal anything right exactly like catwoman is one of those characters that walks the edge of good and and bad and um yeah and i i thought this was a really a really good take on the character yeah and so i feel like that was again we're kind of talking about how they you know had something Yes. And did, then didn't really <laughs> like like yeah. they sort of had the potential, yeah. And they it kind of got squandered. I feel like Catwoman the same way. I would have just said, look, it's a multi like like go that route. Uh, like I said, L.A. Confidential, closest thing to this movie that's the good version of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just do it. Yeah. There's three people. Yeah. We're gonna follow all three. We're mm-hmm. gonna follow the Riddler. We're gonna follow Batman. We're gonna follow Catwoman, and it's gonna be great. Just just. Double down, and it works. Uh, in this case, it didn't work, and I think that's because she just shows up and doesn't show up. And I just didn't feel like there was enough Catwoman to make it worth it. Uh, so uh, she just kind of felt extraneous. It was weird. Uh, and I also feel like that might have made some of the scenes between her and Batman be more important. If we'd had more empathy for Catwoman's situation, because we spent more time with her, mm-hmm. we've seen her life a little bit more, right? Yeah, we don't really um, know anything about her. We basically just have Batman stalking her is the only thing we really know. You know, he's kind of like looking through the binoculars and sees their life a little bit. Uh, and then later we're in her apartment and she has cats. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a me- she, she's bad at housekeeping and has cats. Uh, Batman's bad at housekeeping and doesn't have cats. That's what we know <laughs> about these people, right? Like, it's really, as you said before, hollow, emotionally. Yeah. It, it's not interested, super interested in really exploring its characters very deeply, even Bruce Wayne. Um, And I think that's it. Yeah. But at the same time, I actually really, I really enjoyed this movie. I would, I would say I'm actually weirdly more positive on it than negative. I would watch it again sometime. Um, like. I, I would not watch it again. Uh, I think I, w- I would watch it again after a while, like after okay, a break. Okay. Um, if we were given a like thumbs up or a thumbs down, like I give a thumbs up. I think it's definitely worth watching, especially if you're a Batman fan. I would give it a thumbs down, but I would say uh, look at the film grab. Like like a lot of great frames in this movie. Yeah, if, um, if you're looking for a good immersive like visual audio yeah. experience, like if you're the type of person who just wants to kind of sit back and like not really engage mentally with a movie, but enjoy the visual, you know, the experiential aspect of it. This is definitely a good movie for that. Yeah, um, I do think that in in the... So in the escapism yeah. kind of like, I want to just go watch Gotham City for a while, yeah. way, then you could do a lot worse than this movie for sure because it yeah, does yeah. have that, uh, if you just turn your brain off, yeah, yeah. don't listen to what the people are saying and just watch. Well, because like, it this looks is, great. This yeah. is a thing people say about like Dune. Like it's just, you know, a movie where you can just sit back and like oh, have an experiential yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you I don't... can experience the city by never seeing anything in the city. Well, anyway, but yeah, I, yeah like, you know, I actually feel that that's very true about this movie. I would agree. It feels um, like you're in Gotham. I would I would also add that I, I do have one complaint on the experiential side of things, mm-hmm. though, as well, um, 
which is similar to the Paul Atreides never goes shopping complaint. Like, <laughs> like if I had to, if I wrote a book on on my feelings about movies, that it would be called Paul Atreides never goes shopping. Yes, yes. Uh, because that's the kind of thing that I don't get, and uh, I would say this movie falls down a little bit on that metric mm, for me too. Yeah. I I would have liked to have seen Batman eat dinner once. Uh, I would have yeah. liked to have seen Catwoman uh, shoplift something from a store. Uh, or something just show me these characters in daily life well yeah yeah just once yeah it's, it doesn't have to be a lot and one of the things like uh you know a lot of people don't like the original blade runner because they say that's boring mm-hmm. but i would counter with like well you know to each his own but in that movie i see everything like i yeah. know i everything's there for me to have the experience the escapism, quote unquote, that supposedly you get from some of these movies, it's like, I don't really get because I never connected to it. Whereas like, you know, watching Harrison Ford start off by ordering ramen is actually pretty important. Uh, watching him get drunk in his apartment is pretty important to me in, in as a feeling that I'm there in this in world with these characters. Yeah, yeah. And so I would actually say, no, too many of these plot scenes in a row is what's boring for me. Because they're not very clever, clever, and they're not very interesting. And I would have rather seen Batman sit down with a drink. Yeah, just well, let me know like, and, what's his yeah. life. Does he ever go to a bar? Yeah. does he eat alone all the time? Like, what was happening well, and, with like, this Batman? And, right, and, and, I don't and know. also like, what is the relationship between Batman and Bruce Wayne? Like that internal sort of yeah. thing. And I think having a having a better Alfred is a good yeah. tool for bringing out a lot of that part of Batman. Yeah. And yeah, like. I mean, there's so many, there's simple ways to do this. It doesn't take long. It's just like you have him in the Batcave and he's just being Bruce Wayne and and Alfred's there talking with him. Yeah. Like that's. And I would have loved to have seen Selena, uh, you know, just, just a shot from her daily life. What's she doing? Like, show me that before uh, she's Catwoman or whatever, right? Just show me, show me a little bit about the context of these people so that I have empathy for them right. as people right. not as Catwoman and Batman who you know maybe comic book people have empathy for for a six foot tall guy dressed as a bat I don't like I need to know something about the human being yeah. behind it before yeah. I'm invested and I just never get that no, and, I think, and the same for Catwoman yeah, and like, and, and, the same for Riddler I just yeah. show me them doing something the best scene of this movie is Riddler getting a cup of coffee for me for that Show me him getting a cup of coffee before that. Like that helps me yeah. get into the movie. No, totally. And like, and and this movie absolutely neglects Bruce Wayne as a character completely. Yes. Um, it doesn't. It's not interested in yeah. Bruce Wayne, and I think that's that's kind of a shame. Yeah. Because he's he's very he's he's half a Batman, and he's uh that that's per, that's a really interesting part of that character. Anyway, I I enjoyed the movie. It's it's got issues, but um. I can understand more broadly. I can understand why people liked this film. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not like some of these films. Like I don't know. Like I can't think of one of the ones I've seen. But like uh, you know, uh, Avengers Endgame or something, where I watch it and I'm like, I literally have no idea how someone watches this movie and enjoys it. I just don't. Right. That is not the case with this film. I can totally understand yeah. how someone enjoys this movie. I can say positive things about this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a great film, but it's not 
one of those ones where I'm like, God, it's like people are from another planet. They, no, they, they I, like the films. Like, no, I get it. I get honestly, it. Honestly, like, I think they're making another one, and I'm ha- I'm excited about that. Like, I would be very... maybe they'll get a better script. I don't know. Probably yeah. won't. But but, but if they did, like, if would, they did, I, I will happily watch a yeah. sequel to this movie. Yeah. So anyway, uh, well, let us know. Let us know what you think about the Batman. Yes. Um, Not a Batman, but, but the Batman. The- Batman or Anne Batman. That's right. And then I think, and then next week we're gonna have the the last movie in our uh, new releases month here, which is gonna be uh, Drive My Car. Yes, which is another long one. I I think it's long. Is it a reference to the Beatles song? Baby, you can I doubt drive it. my car. Because it's yes, I'm gonna be a star. That one. I guess we'll find out when we watch it. I'm. I mean, it's a chance. It's, it's one that's like beep beep well, beep, a, beep beep. Yeah, yeah it's, a, that song. it's a Japanese film, so you know I don't know what the translation. Is it could be, uh, like like a uh, uh, Kuruma, k- k- no, Kuruma, Kuruma oh Tsukarimasu yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> make my is that like make my car? Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sort of trying to use uh, which is which is use. Uh, oh no, I guess to, that, that yeah, use. I thought Tsuka- it was use. No, I think you're right. I okay. think you're right. I don't know how to say drive. Is Nori? That was ride. That's, that's ride. ride. I don't know car. what drive is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. Drive is. Anyway, Japanese listeners, I don't know if we have any. I don't think we have any. Japanese listeners, tell we us what the verb for drive is. We might have people who know Japanese though. What? We might have people who listen who know some Japanese. That's right. This it would be easy for someone to know more Japanese than us, even if they weren't Japanese. Mm-hmm. So. Well, maybe we'll try to do the intro next week in, in okay. Nihongo. What would uh, do you know what a Japanese podcast? Might say, you know, like phone call. They're like, "Oh, moshi moshi" is how you would answer the phone I'm, or something. Is there how you say like "hello, everybody"? Like, is it like "minasan," "konnichiwa minasan," or something like that? I don't or, know. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to go listen to some Japanese podcasts and see what they tend to say, <laughs> so that we can sound authentic. All right. Well, in any case, we'll see you next week, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.